I literally just walked through the door after being at a bachelor party in Virginia. So if I do sound terrible, it's because I feel terrible. And that's the intro. Well, welcome to the second edition of the Three Run Homies podcast. Hopefully we still have some listeners, boys. I, I think first episode in the books. How how are you guys feeling? I was, I was We had way more people listen than I thought we would. I appreciate everybody tuning in. You may have noticed that my audio was not up to snuff. Hopefully that has changed. Hopefully I sound better this time. And if you don't, there's no refunds here. So, you know. I don't have anything for you if it's if it still sounds awful. I think we're good. I said we had, we had, we had some good feedback from the, from our first episode that We did. Some good feedback, some good suggestions. I uh so we'll, we'll work we'll work off that. Yeah, we'll use it to improve. Hey, only can only go up from here, right? Actually, it could probably go much lower, but we'll just try to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, It could definitely be worse. The wheels could totally fall off. Well, anyway, as always, um, my name's Mark, and I'm joined with Nick and David. Hello. Hi. So have you gentlemen been following spring training at all? Uh, sort of. I checked the score at the end of the day. That's about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not keeping as close to tabs as I normally do. I don't know if that's, that's probably partially due to having a child now, but... Your child is adamant about his dislike for spring training. Oh, he he can't stand it. Anytime I get up my phone to check out to see what's going on, man, does he throw a tantrum? Do you think just to be uh just to be rebellious, he he'll, he'll start cheering for the Cubs? No. That would be really uncomfortable, honestly. It would. I don't think it's just the Cardinal spring training. I think it's baseball spring training in general that he just he can't get over. I, 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 so I don't often pull up like the standings. I could not tell you. Oh yeah, I don't. Who is doing well in in either league in terms of spring training? It's so irrelevant. Yeah, I do look to see like uh, I'll look to see how Goldschmidt's doing. He's hitting like three fifty, so he's mm-hmm. fine because he had a slow start last year. And then I look to see how Fowler's doing just to see if he's bouncing back at all. And I don't think he's he's below two hundred, but everybody's saying his exit velocity and I don't know all those advanced stuff that the scouts look at. I don't really look at that stuff, but that all that stuff's really good. That's encouraging. So exit velocity is just the, the speed of the ball off the bat, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. And Nick, I saw the Cubs pitchers, unfortunately, doing quite well. I know you Darvish isn't hurt yet, so that's a good sign. That's true, and it's also not the playoffs, so we could have some good pitching from him ahead of us, at least for a bit. Just get him to October, and then, you know. So do you guys think that, are you of the impression that any of these games at all, like, like let's say it's a week before the season, do you want to start winning games at that point, or do you think that really the only thing that matters is opening day and beyond? Opening day. I think the only thing that matters is opening day, yeah. Really, you don't think there's any momentum or anything? or No, because starters aren't playing full games. Yeah, that's true. If a team goes on a losing streak entering the season, I'm not concerned. I don't feel like it's the same kind of momentum you need from the regular season going into the playoffs. I feel like it's totally different. I don't get concerned at all based on how a team is performing in spring training. I think I look at some of the individual stats, though. If if somebody's 0 for all of spring training, I don't expect them to go 4 for 4 on opening day. Well, that's a different. Player momentum, for sure, I think is a thing, going from spring training to opening day. But like as a, as a team as a whole. As a team, yeah. And plus, you're playing different teams, right? I mean, the Cardinals are playing the Mets and the Marlins 18 times, probably in the month of March. Do you think do you think the the guys try to get their routines down though pregame? I mean, like some of those early games, those guys like leave in like the 
fifth inning when they're done. <laughs> they just leave. I mean, that's possible, especially guys who are newer to the organization. Maybe they want some time to get used to what it's like, their routine with this group of guys, maybe. I don't know. Play get-to-know-you games in the dugout. Would you rather? You just get to learn everybody's weird superstitions did you guys when you guys played we all played little league did you guys have any superstitions or anything like wouldn't i I was a i was a pretty superstitious ball player i'm a superstitious ball watcher really oh absolutely when i go to games i have to be i I try to wear the same jersey that they're going to be wearing that day that's interesting yeah when i played depending on i would i would either leave the top button unbuttoned or I would or I would button it or unbutton it depending on how an at bat went just to try to switch it up. I I I, uh, I never stepped on the the baseline. That's a big thing. If you ever watch games on TV, like when players are running on or off the field, you notice most of them. Uh, you watch you watch them jump over that line. So I have noticed that, but I will tell you. So is that? Let me let me back up. Is that something that you do when you're going to the game or watching from home? The baseline thing. Like, well, the baseline thing, obviously, you're not in the game. Yeah, I can't do that when I go to games now. I I assume you just avoid the baseline altogether because there's not a baseline by you. Yeah, it's pretty easy when you're in the stands. That's true. That's true. But I meant the jersey thing. That's what I was thinking of when when I asked that question. Like, if you're wearing the same jersey as the team, do you do that at the games or do you do that at home or just anytime? Uh, well, I I don't always wear jer- I, during the playoffs. I wear jerseys at home. So, will you change if you happen to turn it on and they are wearing something different than what you have on? Like during the regular season? During the postseason, would you change? Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing whatever they're wearing. Okay, we're we're suited we're suited up together. What if they sprinkle in some? alternate that you've never seen before in the postseason would you order one of those during the game probably not no and what if you hated it no you wouldn't order it you just what would you wear then the closest option or just throw on the good old home jersey what if it was like a what if it just was marlin's man orange why would the cubs have marlin's man orange it it says cubs on the front though i don't know what i would do mark i have no idea well i was just gonna say i think i'm a i the more that I've listened to you talk, the more that I realize, like, in the playoffs, I don't sit down much. I, like, I pace. Oh. I'm nervous for the team. Yeah, I don't I don't go out in public because I would not be fun to be around. Yeah, I also don't like watching playoff games, especially in public. I prefer to watch that in the confines of my home. Yeah, exactly. Although, during the... The 2016 World Series, I watched two games in public because I was in Chicago. So that was, but that was. Yeah, I feel like that's probably different. Yeah, because you're with everybody's, everybody there is there to watch the game. Right. That was the latter half of the series, too, right? They won both those, didn't they? Yeah, they lost the first one to go down three games to one. And then they won the second game. It was game, uh, game four and five that I was there for. And we just watched them in the bar. So yeah, they lost the first one, go down three to one. So I'm like depressed because how do you come back from that? And then they won the second game to stay alive. And then we went, we walked over to the stadium and you would have thought that they won the entire World Series. Everybody was just celebrating like they won the whole thing. It was a lot of fun. Where were you when they, won, when they did win the whole thing? Were you back home? I was back. I was back in Florida. Yeah. Sitting on my couch with my wife. Crying like a baby. <laughs> I I will share tears of jubilation if and when the St. Louis Blues ever win a Stanley Cup. 
I know it's a baseball podcast, but no, that's all right. Like when you cheer for something and you dream about something your entire life, think about it every single day, and then it finally happens. You just let it all out. You know, when teams win championships, there's always like the like there's that image that you associate with the winning, like all everybody usually crowded, jumping around each other. Yeah. Like you see that image, you're like, oh, that's when they won that. You know, I used to think like, what is that image going to look like for the Cubs? And now I know. That's true. And it's a good one, too. I mean, as a Cardinals fan, I'll admit, Bryant smiling as he fields the ball. Because the, the final out is a, is a ground ball to the third baseman, Chris Bryant. And you can see him smiling as he fields the ball. And that is kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, I mean, as a Cardinals fan, you have to admit that that's, that was one of the greatest Game 7s in World Series history. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Most of the game, the Cubs are dominating. And then in the blink of an eye, it's tied in the eighth inning with five outs to go. The lead is gone just out of nowhere. Who was was it? Rajai Davis? Rajai Davis, yeah. Rajai Davis hit a two-run home run to tie the game. I remember thinking as soon as he hit that, I was like, oh, my God. It was, you know, I, 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 I knew it was going to happen somehow. And it was a good pitch, too. It was low in a way. Like, I don't know how he hit that ball out, but he sure did. And my heart sank. And then it rained. Do you think if it doesn't rain, the Cubs still win that game? Good question. I think it's, it's 50-50. I think, I mean, the rain delay, obviously, I mean, it, no, I mean, they lost all their momentum. You're saying the Indians lost their momentum? No, well, no, the Cubs lost all their momentum. So the rain delay, I mean, they could have won still, but that rain delay was the greatest thing that could have happened. I will say in 2011, if there had not been a rain out, prior to game six i don't think the cardinals win that that's true series because then carpenter can't come back on three days rest for game seven yeah that's a good point rainout's playing a big part in both of our team's most recent world series victories man 2011 seems like a long time ago i mean it kind of was it, it, it does yeah <laughs> we're, we're creeping up on a decade that's crazy i started dating my wife in 2011 hey me too hey different girls though not the same yeah that's true is she what is what is her original fandom of choice i imagine she's a cubs fan now uh my wife no she doesn't care about baseball i guess she if if you asked her before we met i assume she would have said she was a cardinals fan because she grew up in st louis and she would tell you she's a cubs fan now but at the end of the day she doesn't really care although she was crying on that couch with me when they won so that's cool man she was probably happy for you it was she was yes it was a good moment one of my favorites that i can imagine that is true david i like to think that your son's in the other room hearing this playoff talk thinking this is why we don't care about spring training probably it's like case in point guys case in point case in point talk to me in october so david speaking of other rooms in your home so you watch from home do you do anything superstitious or you just kind of taking the game i totally forgot this is a superstitious talk not really yeah i'm more of the mindset that Nowadays, like when somebody's throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game, I mean, we're getting updates on our phone every inning after the sixth inning that this guy's throwing a no-hitter. Oh, I'm a big proponent of don't talk about it. I'm a big proponent of that. Right. And I know a lot of people are. So I'm not a jerk about it. Like I don't talk about it to other people. But do I believe for a second that that makes any sort of a difference? No. So when I'm watching at home, I'm usually sitting on the couch. In the playoffs, I'm for sure on the edge of my seat. But I don't have any kind of rituals or anything. I know in 2011, my mom always wore my grandpa's 
Cardinals hat. He had passed away in 2006. Um, fortunately, he did get to see that World Series, though, before before he passed away. But he was not around for 2011, so my mom wore his hat for a lot of games that the Cardinals won. And then every once in a while, she wouldn't wear it. And it soon became a pattern that she was wearing it every time they won. And so I was like, you should probably just you should probably just keep wearing that hat. So even though I don't necessarily believe in superstitions, that why take a chance? Just just do what do what seems to be working. Just don't we don't want to lose, so wear the hat. Yeah, you've never really been a big superstition guy. No, not really. Like I said, I respect people who do and I'm not I'm not trying to put anybody down, but just it's just not for me. Yeah, like I said, I think I'm just anxious. I don't know that I do any superstitious things. I do like so as I'm pacing around, I do like pace in a certain spot with every pitch though like i'll make sure that i'm back to a certain spot partially just so i can watch it right i mean at the end of the day superstitions are ridiculous but why take a chance that is crazy though to think about how much the games change like you said i mean you can be in a place where you completely forget that your team is playing right just out doing something and then all of a sudden you're getting updates every inning on your phone do you guys like that or do you do you think that that's too much i have notifications turned off i just i check when i can i mean i'm constantly just checking i'll i'd be way too distracted if i got notifications like that my phone's beeping after every score change and nah, i can't deal with that yeah i get i get notifications every time a team scores one of the one of the team scores in the game that the cardinals are playing that day but i know i know some people have you can enable it every inning to get an update or whatever that's too much for me but i like to know when one of the teams have scored so if a team puts up like 10 runs in an inning is your phone just going crazy yeah yeah it just keeps going off yeah no thanks plus i always i watch most of the games on tv anyway yeah i watch quite a few i don't watch all of them it's about like in april i'll watch a bunch just because oh baseball's back that's amazing i'm the same way i would probably say May is probably the month that I watch the least. By June, it's like 50-50 for me. Yeah, maybe it's June is somewhere in there. I'll start paying attention, though, around the All-Star game again, just to the standings and the... I'm always paying... Like, I always know whether or not they won, obviously, the day before. I always know, like, team news, if somebody's been injured or whatever, like, all that kind of stuff I'm pretty much up-to-date daily on. I don't watch necessarily every pitch. Oh, I don't watch like every pitch of every game, but I will watch, try to watch at least one batter of every game if I can. In 2015 and 16, I watched at least an inning of every single, all 162 games. I don't, it's, I had this mindset for some reason, unhealthy, but if like I didn't watch every game, then I wouldn't have earned the celebration at the end. Just, just some, that's a stupid thing in my mind. I mean, it worked. I mean, yeah, I got to. I, I enjoyed it as much as anybody. So, Do you think there's somebody out there that watched every single inning of every single game that enjoyed it more? Maybe. I don't know. There's some pretty dedicated fans out there. But there's 162 games. People have errands to run. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of baseball to watch. Of course, you can watch games on your phone now. I do a lot of that. What's the line like of, of being obsessive? I mean, I, you can watch 162 games a year and nine innings per game. That's like 1,500 innings. I wonder how many pitches it is. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy to think about. That, I mean, at what point is there diminishing returns on your enjoyment watching? That's the thing. I never I never get bored of it. 
I will a lot of times have it on in the background while I'm doing something else. I do that a oh, lot. Oh, for sure, yeah. I do that all the time, too. Yeah, that's me. I probably watched less games this past year than I have in... And since I well, I got MLB TV. I think in 2013 was the first year I had it, and last year was probably the least amount of games I had uh, watched in, in that amount of time. I definitely get my money's worth out of it, though. MLB TV. Yeah, if it wasn't for those for those darn blackouts. Well, I know that's the thing. Like it's uh, yeah, there's no point in having it if you're local to your team. It's cool though. I mean, you can watch any game with either the home or the away team's broadcast it's it's a really cool thing so, i mean if you're just a baseball fan you just love to watch baseball you don't care i get it yeah i mean if i lived out of the market of the cardinals broadcast rights that would be the easiest 150 dollars i'd ever spend do you know what i was thinking about earlier today i don't what did you guys when you so i was thinking about all major league baseball wants to attract youth to the sport right right so i was thinking about when i was a kid i I at my school like wrestling was popular for uh, there was a there was a phase where people watched wrestling like WWE. I don't know if you guys had that at your school. We went to different. I don't I watched it in middle school. It was David and Nick went to a different school than I. It was it was popular in middle school for me. Well, David and I went to different middle schools though. That's true. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, learning things for the first time right here. Yeah, we met up we met up in high school and I'm also a year older. That I knew. Did you guys do you guys remember what the Royal Rumble was? Yeah, I remember it. Basically, it's like a giant King of the Hill match. I was thinking if all the MLB mascots had a Royal Rumble, who would win that? The Philly Fanatic. I I thought that too. He just <laughs> seems a little a little bit crazy. He does. I also I also thought of Mr. Met. Oh. I thought of Mr. Met as well. Did you ever see a few years ago there's a video of somebody uh somebody's looking down into the tunnels? At the stadium, and Mr. Bet's walking by, and they're just yelling at him, and he turns around, and Mr. Met gives the guy the finger. Yep, I have seen that. It's good. So Mr. Met definitely gets some street cred on that one. I think I think that that Royal Rumble would be uglier than you'd think. For the MLB mascot, you mean? Yes. The Marlins mascot would probably get pretty far. I don't know his name, but he's got a sword on his face. So The Indians mascot. Have you ever seen the Indians mascot? No. What is, I don't know what... I don't know what his name is. It's this purple monster thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know. Yeah. Which it's like. It's like a poor man's Philly fanatic. Yeah, basically. So I could see people just being weirded out by that. So maybe he gets far on that. It, it scares me to think, but I firmly believe that Fred Bird would probably be one of the first eliminated. Yeah, he's just too nice. So would Clark the Cub. He, he would not last long. I actually like Fred Bird. I got nothing against Fred Bird. I think it's a good mascot. He's a classic, for sure. Oh, the Rockies mascot is like a big dinosaur. He'd probably do well. Yeah, and the Royals have that lion. Mm-hmm. He could tear mm-hmm. some heads off. He'd probably kill Fredbird first. I honestly, I don't even know that I'd want Fredbird to go. I'd be so concerned. <laughs> stay, Fredbird, stay. It's not worth it. Don't the Red Sox have some weird green guy, too? Oh, the green monster, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that's what he was. I like that. I still don't see anybody dethroning the fanatic, though. No. The Giants have a have Lucille. Yeah, I don't think he'd get very far. Do the Dodgers have a mascot? I don't think so. I know the Yankees don't. If you don't have a mascot, you have to send someone... A child. That's not what I was going to say. A child sacrifice for the Hunger Games style. I was going to ultimately point like the Dodgers would have to send like Magic Johnson because he's an owner of the team. Probably He'd probably do better than Fred Bird. The Dodgers send Magic Johnson and the Yankees send a child. <laughs> 
Now I'm just trying to think of all the other mascots. Don't the the pirates have a parrot? Yeah, he. So that's one that I think would get eliminated prior to Fredbird. That's fair, but he is a pirate though. He's a, a parrot pirate. I can't think of the Diamondbacks. Oh, they have like a, a bobcat or something. That's weird since their team name is an animal. Yeah, but it's like a it's like an Arizona thing. I'm looking at a picture now of all the mascots. I'm sure, our listeners will appreciate that. So if you get a chance, Google the mascots and leave us a comment with who you think would win the Royal Rumble and who would lose. Yeah, who would who would lose? Who would be out first? I think just any late entries that I would add here would be the Mariners have a moose. Oh, okay. I have seen that. A moose is a pretty strong animal. And the Oakland A's, of course, have a large elephant. Yeah, so who do you pick as your winner? You listeners, who do you pick as your winner? Who loses before Fred Bird? Yeah, how many mascots are out before Fred Bird? Leave your comments, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got it all. At three run homies, the word three run homies i would also add too if there's anybody who you think just in that group is least likely to follow the rules the philly fanatic who who is that mascot as well yeah that's true the philly fanatic yeah i feel like that's the whole reason the philly fanatic's gonna win yeah he's absolutely cheating he's cheating but it's like oh you're the philly fanatic that's what you're supposed to do the person who i'd be most disappointed in is probably bernie brewer (laughs) i don't see him following the rules at all yeah but not in that lovable way that the fanatic does he's exactly he's he's a shady character he's got something to hide isn't he literally a human just a furry version of a human with a big mustache yes that's weird i like the description of a furry version of a human so so i started that conversation by talking about how mlb wants to try and modernize the game oh yeah you did. So so I think other ways that maybe are more traditional, less fun than a Royal Rumble for mascots, but I think there's a lot of talk of like rule changes that happen this off season. What did you guys hear about that? What do you think about it in general? Do you think the game needs to change? Uh, David, I'll start with you. What what do you feel like when you hear about all these rule changes all the time? What are your thoughts? So I it's all Due to pace of play, right? I mean, Commissioner Manfred has been pretty adamant that he wants to cut down the average time of the average MLB game, right? And we've seen... What is the average length right now? I think it's like just over three hours. Is that right? Maybe just under three hours? Oh, well, that seems okay. I mean, most sporting... Every NFL game is three hours long. Well, anyway, he's not satisfied with where we are. So he wants to continue experimenting with different ways to cut down the length of each game. The pitch clock has been something that has been talked about for years. Do they have it implemented in the minors? I think they do. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's 25 seconds that the pitcher has to deliver the pitch from the previous pitch. And a lot of people are not in favor of this, and I personally am not in favor of this. Um, But at the same time, if you look at what a lot of pitchers, what their average delivery time is between pitches, I don't know what you call that, but that that length of time, most pitchers are well beyond or well under that time limit. So for the average fan, you're not really going to see much of a difference, Uh, especially if, if they don't showcase that pitch clock on broadcast, if it's not 
readily visible in the stadium, you're not going to see much of a difference. It's really going to be something that the umpires and the pitchers and the batters are going to have more of a grasp on. So something like that doesn't bother me as much because it seems like something that Manfred really wants. It's probably going to get implemented. Do you think he's right, though? I mean, do you think that, that problem exists in the game at it all? It did. I think it did. I, I, I don't think it existed. I think what his view of this whole situation, the situation of trying to cut down the game times, is we have an established fan base that may not like some of these changes, but they're not going to stop watching because they've implemented these changes. Maybe they'll get some new viewership because they've changed some of these rules. The diehards aren't going to like it, but they're going to keep watching. So maybe they still capture some some new viewers. I think that's his goal, is to get some of these younger viewers or people who weren't previously interested in baseball to get interested in baseball. And by shortening the game, speeding it up, there's a chance that some of these people could be interested in it. Nick, you thought it was a problem? There there are just a there's a handful of pitchers that just took their time and it was it, to the point where it was just obnoxious to watch. And I also think American League games, I think it's a bigger issue in the American League for some reason. Yeah, it's certainly Yankees Red Sox, those games are like 6 hours long. I don't understand how why do American League games last so much longer when the pitchers don't even have to There's way more offense. I uh, Yeah, there's not a free out every three innings yeah, but even they're not they're not switching pitchers near as much between innings or in the middle of innings so it's sh- i would think that would still even it out i'm okay with the rules changing if it feels like the game isn't changing the three batter minimum really bothers me that batter bothers me more than almost anything else i've heard so that change i my understanding of that is that there was a, a proposal that essentially if you make a pitching change that the new pitcher has to face three batters, right? Correct. I think that just changes the second half of a baseball game. I'll sit through pitching changes all day long if I have to, but I that just ruins the game for me. Does it ruin it? It ruins the game? Ru- ruins is probably the wrong word. I probably shouldn't have said ruins, but it would... I would view it as a negative for the sport. Yeah, because somebody's going to figure out a way to take advantage of that, too. Well, I just, if you have a guy who gets up and starts, walks the first batter on four pitches, like you, you got to leave him in there for two more batters when it's clear he doesn't have it that day. Like it's just. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it, can the team still pinch hit? Because that's not fair. Right. Yeah. I don't know that I care for that rule either. It is annoying when you're watching a game and they're three batters in a row, they're switching pitchers. That doesn't bother me that much. Part of the game. The old Tony LaRusso special. Tony Lewis was obnoxious doing that. I so I heard on I was I think I texted you guys this. I heard on MLB Radio the idea of also limiting the amount that a hitter can step out, mm-hmm. and that doesn't bother me at all. That doesn't bother me nearly as much. No, those hitters that all of a sudden in the middle of their bat they're out in left field walking around. What are you doing, man? Well, they've they already kind of limit that, even if it's not a specific rule. They don't umpires don't let you wander around too much. I think there's a fine if you get too far out of the batter's box or something because i remember david ortiz when he was still playing saying that he was like i don't care if there's a fine i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing i mean i would too if i was david ortiz it works hence red sox games lasting six hours was he always a designated hitter or did he, was he ever a position player i think he was first base for he might have come up with like the twins or something yeah he came up with the twins i think he probably started at first base i don't think he was very good at first base though. no no i don't think so 
the twins cut him, I think. And I think the yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they just they dropped him, and the Red Sox picked him up. And being a designated hitter, what a, that's such an interesting position because you you're getting paid to basically what four plate appearances a day. Yep, I think that'd be get boring. I like playing defense. I think a lot of guys do. I don't think that there are many of those just designated hitters left in the game. Really, I don't think. I mean, I'm not, I don't stay as up to date on the American League, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. That's all they do. Yeah, there's really not many career designated hitters anymore. There's certainly guys who you think, oh, that's, he's a designated hitter. I mean, that's pretty much his role now. I think a lot of teams use it to to rest guys and give guys a, a day off their feet. But isn't Otani this year on the Angels, right? He had a... Oh, good call. Yeah. I think he'll be pretty much a full-time DH because he's he underwent Tommy John. But that's just one season. Otani, for, for people who don't know, was a uh, Japanese phenom who was both a accomplished hitter and an accomplished pitcher who the Angels signed previous to the 2018 season. And um, he came over in delivered on both fronts yeah but do you remember him in spring training last year people didn't know if he was going to make the team he had a horrible spring training perfect example of why not to judge things on spring training because yeah people were like yeah this this isn't going to work this this is a failed experiment already like he had a horrendous spring and then as soon as the regular season started he'd started dominating that team you'd think with Pujols too wants to keep the dh slot open yeah, how many games can he realistically start at first base? Do you think Mike Trout's going to go to the Phillies next year? I don't know. He's a Philly guy. He lo- he's a diehard Eagles fan. Yeah, he has season tickets to the Eagles, yeah. That'd be rough, because then I feel like we'd be watching a lot of Dodgers, Phillies, and LCSs for the next five years. Although then do the Phillies have money to do anything else for the next ten years? Dodgers lose in the division series this year. I'm calling it now. Who do they play? I don't know who they're playing. No idea, but they're losing. If you had to pick a team to win the World Series who you do not actually think is a playoff team, who do you think would be that team? Like, who could you who could you be like, no, I could be wrong here. They could win the whole thing. That might not make the playoffs at all, you mean? So, so if I were to pick my playoff teams right now and pick, you know, those eight teams, I'm, I'm saying eight, not ten, right? Just leave the second wild card alone. If I had to pick those eight teams... And then look at the other 22. Who out of that 22 would you pick to be a surprise World Series winner? I think last week I alluded to I could see the Washington Nationals surprising. Uh, Their their pitching makes me think that if they got into the playoffs, they could do some damage. I'll go with Oakland. Oakland's a good one. Rockies. I could see the Rockies if the Rockies got in. Yeah, they had that one year. They won like 15 in a row. Down the stretch. That was the year they went to the World Series, wasn't it? In 07? Yeah, I think it was. And got swept. The Rays. I could see the Rays sneaking in. I was just going to say Tampa. A lot, there's probably a lot of people that don't have the Cardinals going in. I think if the Cardinals got in, they could uh, they could make a run. Who do you think is going to be the worst team this year? Who's going to have the worst record? The Orioles. I think the Orioles and the Marlins will be the two worst teams, and I think the Orioles will lose 10 more games than the Marlins do. And they have to play the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Rays like 60 times. I think the Royals are going to be really bad. They just lost Salvador Perez for the whole year. They, they'll probably be the second worst team in the American League. I mean, that whole division's horrible, really. It's got to be frustrating as a Royals fan to go from winning the World Series in 2015 to within, what was it, two years? They were just so bad. Their front office made a lot of mistakes. They could have traded people. 
they like, oh, no, we'll just go for it this year, even though we're seven games out. They could have traded Hosmer. They could have traded Gordon. They could have traded Moustakis. They could have traded all those guys, and they just let them walk. And now they're going to be basement dwelling the AL Central for probably another 10 years before they even have a shot. And I say that division's awful, but I could see um, the White Sox doing well. And the Twins two years ago were... I think the Twins are vastly underrated. Yeah, they're they're not that far off. But last year, that division did not do well. No, because, I mean, the Indians... I, I don't know that they've really done much to get better, have they? No, they were talking They were talking about trading somebody. Yeah, they wanted to trade Kluber or Bauer, yeah. Of all the games that'll be aired this year, what team matchups are you least likely to watch or care about or even know are on? Anybody playing the Mariners, because I always forget they exist. Let's say the Mariners and the Reds. I used to forget the athletics all the time when I was a kid. How many people can you name on the athletics roster? Oh, you'd be amazed how few people I could name on any team. Probably be less amazed now that you've said that, though. I don't know other teams very well. I like I don't I really don't I don't follow players that aren't on my team. Like I don't know if I. I mean, you certainly you could name the whole start the whole starting lineup for the Cardinals, couldn't yeah, you? No, I couldn't. Really? Who's who starts in left field for the Cardinals? Is that uh? I don't know. No idea. M O are the initials. I, I I don't know. I, I really don't. I have no idea. Who starts at third base? Uh, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. Okay, point proven. Who starts at first base? First base. Well, it was a. Uh, it was. Uh, what's it? Carpenter. Did they move him? Did they move him to third? They did move him to third. They did. Why? Why do you think they moved him to third? I don't know. He was pretty bad at defense last year. They have a new first baseman. Who is that? Oh, Goldschmidt. You know, I I, uh, I do know the team's back. This is the level of expertise, folks. You could expect every week here on the Three Run Homies podcast. You want to talk? You want to talk baseball strategy and rules? I can do that all day long. That see, that's always what I was more into is the strategy of the game and everything. I do know. I'm I'm. Gen- I'm just bad at names. I really am. Marcelo Zuna was the answer for left field. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have got Talk strategy. Nick, should we pinch hit here? I don't know. No idea who's on the team and on the bench, so can't can't answer that. I can answer that for my team. I can absolutely do that for my... But uh, I, I do get familiar with the other team's batting orders throughout the series, but I can't... I can't pick a name out of thin air i just i'm bad at names to begin with yeah i can do that i could probably do that for the cubs but i don't know that i could do it for many other teams ask me again in a couple months once all these teams have played each other i'm gonna ask you next week okay well that's not a couple months so how many days until opening day now 25th i think is the opening night it's coming up well we got one more episode before opening day i believe so yeah that's scary it's really not scary though, because we're already these. Somebody's gonna hear this right here, and there's nothing that I can do to stop that, other than ask Nick to edit this out, which I'm wondering if I should do, but he won't. Oh wow! Because the promo, I asked him to, and he didn't. You asked me to edit what out last week? I said don't ever use this ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you isolated all background noise, <laughs> yeah, and made sure that that was featured. It was good for a chuckle. It was. I enjoyed it. I wasn't upset. Do you have opening day plans? Know where you're going to watch it? 
if you're gonna watch it will you be able to watch it it's probably during the day are you guys gonna be at work well the if the if is a yes i'll watch it but the opening day like in st louis i'll probably go oh you will you okay that's cool yeah i almost always go so that i was just gonna ask do you have opening day traditions but i guess that would be yours is going to the game Correct. But the Cardinals almost never open at home because they know that their home opener is going to do well regardless. So they don't try to get that on the schedule. And they're a good draw for whoever they play against. Who do they open against? The Padres at home. The Manny Machado Padres. I think the first game of the season for the Cardinals is in Milwaukee. Is that right? That's a lame opener. Wait, what? That, I, I, that's one of my least favorite ballparks to watch on TV. It's not bad. I'm sure it's fine, like, to go to i just it's ugly i don't like the look of it on tv what's it called now it's got it got renamed oh yeah it did just get renamed which is too bad because you would think the the brewers would want to play at a stadium that has a a beer for the pepsi stadium i can't remember it's like american family stadium now or something way less cool i think it is american family um still says miller park on the internet but we know how right the internet is or maybe we don't and maybe that's the point you ever notice how opening day is kind of like the first day of school and it's just gotta because you most teams have this has nothing to do with the first day of school so i'm just gonna new thought most teams have an off day the day after opening day i don't know that there's two games feel farther apart than the first and second game of the baseball season that's true i agree with that i agree with that until the playoffs when you have the travel day but yeah that first that first off day always feels like opening day feels like yeah baseball's back and then the next day is like oh there's a hole in my life losing opening day hurts more than any other lot well that's probably not true hurts more than most losses during the regular season just because it's the first one i will tell you a quick joke about opening day that Every time the Cardinals lose, my parents will text me and say, the Cardinals can't sell beer all year. I'll play along and I'll say, well, why? And then they'll say, they lost the opener. <laughs> they should try a twist off. That's true. Or are those cups that fill from the bottom when you go to the stadium? Oh, yeah. Those are like magic. Have you ever, one time I was at a game and I poked it from the bottom and that was stupid. Yeah. It spills all over your lap. I did it too. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever do that thing where you like smack your bottle on top of somebody else's beer bottle and it like overflows, you can like do that from the bottom now at a baseball game, but just with your finger. First beer I ever had, somebody did that to me. That's that's a really that's a really scarring introduction to beer. No, it was fine because it was disgusting and I hated it and I just wanted to be gone. So when he did that, actually, it was, I was thank you. Now there's less. What was the beer? Do you remember? It was Bud Light that had been bottled that day. Is that is that worse or better? Well, it should be better, but I had never had beer before, so I wasn't able to appreciate it. It's an acquired taste, right? I mean, I've definitely acquired it now, but at the time, I acquired it way too much last night at the bachelor party. I feel like honestly, if you don't, if if somebody like beer taps you like that, and then you just and you just kind of leave the beer on the table, they're the ones who look bad. Well, sure. So maybe the best play in that scenario for all you beer drinkers out there, don't chug the beer. Just stand there and look at the person who did it to you. You can also put your thumb over it and like make it shoot out. I've seen people do that. And then shoot it back at the person who did it. Revenge is a dish best served cold. And then everybody smells terrible. And then you just, the night's over and you go home and cry. That's probably just me. But we're having a good time, right? Here on the podcast, (laughs) right? We're having a good time. (laughs) Take it or leave it. 
should we call this podcast a wrap? I guess we could. I guess we'll take a second to just thank everybody for listening to round two of the Three Run Homies podcast. We hope you had a good time. Yeah, thanks everyone. It's a decent sophomore effort. I hope it was enough to convince people to come back for junior year. Don't drop out. It's where things really get good. Good game, guys. Good game. Good Good game. game. Good game. Good game.